Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio. There's a place off Ocean Avenue where I used to sit and talk with you. We were both 16 and it felt so right. Sleeping all day, staying up all night. Staying up all night. There's a place on the corner of Cherry on us now, ESPN Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out with us. Chris Hockey game tonight, so stay tuned here on ESPN Radio for that. World Series starts tomorrow. All sorts of stuff. Plus, we're in the throes, the heart of football season. About to the midway point in the NFL. About to the end point in high school football. And uh, it's certainly pivotal and uh, important matchups coming up at the college level as well here these next couple weeks leading up to then the end of the season showdown that we experience almost every year here uh, in the state of Montana. So we'll take you all the way through it uh, each and every day here uh, on Nuanas now. Missing anything in the first hour of the show? We talked some Big State Conference all preseason all-league basketball teams for both the men's and the women's squads. Also, uh, Heard from Bobby Houck, the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies, and gave you an update on all of the recently crowned state champions uh, in state cross country this last weekend. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Last couple of weeks, we've been doing uh, NFL picks against the spread. I've been doing it by myself. I've been rambling like a madman. I don't like that anymore. I wanted a buddy. Well, we try to be as self-aware and uh, self-scout as much as we possibly can here at Nuanas Now. And we have an awesome renewal of a long-time segment, All Football All the Time, presented by Sports Bet Montana, where we analyze and go through some of the NFL betting lines for the week. And I used to do this with a standard uh, co-host, my guy Ryan Tutel. And uh, now, we're flying the ship solo, but as you know, if you listen along, I'm almost never flying the ship solo. I have so many great contributors and can't thank them enough, all of them, for jumping on. Brooks Nuanez, my brother, partner at Skyline Sports, he has been uh, exclusively on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast, talking Big Sky Conference uh, and mostly Montana, Montana State football. 
please go rate, review, subscribe to that podcast if you want to hear his insight on college football. But uh, I wanted to renew Brooks joining us for NFL stuff. And uh, so we will be renewing our NFL conversations on all football all the time. I just, I, I got to the point where I was doing it by myself and I feel like I was just rambling on and on and on. And uh, it's just way better to be able to play off of people. So here we are. And I will do this at least once a week where we give you some uh, of the most interesting lines. Sometimes we'll do picks, but this is more just like analyzing the game through the line, what we kind of like about the line, you know, some totals, some home dogs, you know, all the lingo, all the stuff. And if you want to find where there's a Sportsbet Montana kiosk, go to the Sportsbet Montana website, click on locations, and there you go. You can find one. Uh, Brooks, where's your favorite Sportsbet Montana kiosk? I have a couple. Paradise Falls is one I is one I hit quite regularly because I can kind of do this whole loop and get a four dollar pint and do some things if I want to hang. But it's also it's right by my house. Um, I also have a Magic Diamond on Higgins right next to Patty Creek Market that is very ambiguous, and it actually is the kindest group of folks there. And I have this little trick where I, I bet at one place, and I will never cash out at that place. Because when I start winning thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, and I, 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 do, I don't want people to know. <laughs> well, I appreciate uh, those places for letting Brooks indulge himself. I... Uh, very much like the Sportsbet Montana kiosk down there at Katie O'Keefe's. Uh, very accessible. They have two of them, in fact, so you don't have to wait in line. And, uh, you know, it's all, it's right over by our great friends at SWX Montana Television as well. And I also really like the one there at the Silver Slipper. That's a good one as well. Uh, right on the way up to my uh, lovely girlfriend's house so I can, you know, swing in there, cash some tickets, use it on the dinner, the flowers, you know, whatever. <laughs> Sports gambling, it's not all bad. Especially when it comes to the NFL. The NFL has been crazy so far this year. A couple statistics for you to know that are going to pop up in here. There's been so much talk about the NFL, offensive league, quarterback league. Nah, so far, the NFL has been a defensive league this year. Part of it's the regression of some of the older quarterbacks. You know who I'm talking about. Part of it, though, I think has been the fact that NFL teams – have finally gotten smart to run the college offensive systems that used to not be prevalent in the NFL. Now there's so many spread elements in NFL offenses. The the offenses between college and pros don't look that much different. NFL defenses have finally made the concerted effort to answer that, to mirror that, to step up and put more speed on the field. That then has directly resulted in 61% of unders hitting so far this year. So that's your one broad stat to remember. The over-under total, the under has hit 61% of NFL games so far this year through seven weeks of the season. The other one, which we're going to get into this week, is home underdogs. Home field advantage is still a very real thing in the NFL. And this year, home dogs, this this stat according to Brooks, 22-16 and so far. So home underdogs, still a good place uh, to pick your money. So, Brooks, I don't want to necessarily go through every single one of these games as much as just ask you some of the ones that that really jump uh, to your mind first and foremost, and then whenever we do have one of these games that jumps to your mind, then we'll analyze that game just from a sports perspective. It's all football all the time, presented by Sportsbet Montana. All right, what do you got first? 
Well, I mean, I've the Atlanta Falcons have been really impressive to me this year. Uh, the Marcus Mariota story has been great. Arthur Smith, uh, head coach there, has has them rolling in a lot of ways. They're they're three and four right now, uh, but they covered the first six weeks. Um, which was the second longest streak in modern NFL history. Um, did not cover last week against the Browns. I bought them up to 16 and a half, and they, they lost by 18. So I almost uh, snuck in there. But this week, uh, Falcons host the Panthers. Um, Panthers coming off that big win against Tampa Bay. P.J. Walker uh, quarterbacking the Panthers. And, you know, uh, another great story, and I'm a fan of his. But uh, Falcons right now are four-and-a-half-point um, favorites. At home, um, I think the Falcons take care of business. They're playing well defensively, but their offense is just so challenging to stop. They, they run such a smash-mouth, uh, power-running style uh, with their propensity to cover, too. I think I'd probably buy that down to just two and a half, make sure you get the field going there. Uh, but I do really like the Falcons there. Atlanta's a great example of what I'm talking about, sort of adjusting to reconcile yourself that speed is the most essential portion of defense. I mean, that's why Troy Anderson got drafted by the Falcons. That's what they do is they draft – the linebackers that run four fours, if they put four of them on the field, and those guys can then go cover, and they have a lot of speed in the secondary. I think people were kind of down on the Falcons coming into this year because the narrative around Marcus Mariota is that he's, that he's a bust, and he's proven that that's not true. Uh, now that he's in a new system, he's not, you know, with Mike Vrabel and stuck in Tennessee. Not that being in Tennessee is bad. Tennessee was the number one seed in the AFC last year, but system fits him a lot better in Atlanta for sure but also the way that they run the ball like you're saying they run a lot of power stuff on their line but they also give the running back so much trust and that's why they can put in you know a couple years ago Devonta Freeman or then Cordell Patterson who's a converted wide receiver and he can thrive and now that who's their dude now he's he's another kind of like one cut guy but it is an interesting scheme to run I mean it's very it's very 49ers-esque it's very dare I say Montana State-esque too a lot of power in the middle a lot of room to run on the outside yeah, and they're, and they're sharp with the ball. I mean, they 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 do a lot of play action and, and RPO looks. I mean, it, it's very, it is very triple option based. I mean, it, it's a hybrid college offense in so many ways. And for the Falcons to not only be covering so consistently this year, it shows how competitive they want to be. Um, they're not tanking. They're not in you know tank for Tua two years ago. That's not what they're doing. I think they feel pretty comfortable with their roster, and um, and I think that they can keep games close defensively. I think Cordova Patterson will also be back, which is which is a, a big boost for the Falcons. Don't look now. I mean, the Falcons are like winning that division. Yeah, because the Bucks aren't any good, and the Panthers, who they play this week, aren't any good either. I like the Falcons as well there as a four-and-a-half-point uh, home favorite. All football all the time, presented by Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana kiosks all over the place. You can also get the Sportsbet Montana app and visit Sportsbet Montana's website as well. Um. When it comes to some of these home dogs, well, first of all, you and I were talking before we started on this. We're now seven games into the NFL season, and there's some teams that are exactly what we thought they were going to be in terms of how good they are. The Bills, the Chiefs are both in that mold. Um, I think we both thought the Eagles were going to be good, but they've been even better than that. So I think they're a team to sort of monitor when it comes to the bets. Because the Eagles are really good, but they're also not going to go undefeated. So finding when it is that they falter, uh, we'll see. But regardless, I think there are some teams, though, that are not living up to expectations, and I think that their disappointments have been beyond just their fan bases. Their disappointments have been also in the gambling, uh, on the betting lines. I can't imagine how much money was lost with Tampa Bay getting blown out 21-3 last week to Carolina. 
I know I lost a bunch with the Packers getting smacked at home with the Jets. Uh, but I don't know about you, but I, I'm ready to get a betting divorce from the Packers, the Bucks, and the Chargers because I think all three of those teams have, have been hard to uh, to watch when you got a little coin on there. I've, I am not getting prepared to divorce them. I am divorced from those three teams, um, especially the Chargers, who are um, one of my favorite sayings. I, I, I'm getting this from a different sports um, podcast, if you will, but it's, uh, you know, the, the season, nightmare season, the season from hell. Um, when, when, if it's going to go wrong, it will. Keenan Allen's going to get hurt. Uh, Mike Williams is going to get hurt. Austin Eckler is running at for 1.8 yards of carry. I mean, it's an abs- it's an absolute disaster, and it's only I think going to get worse. To be honest, so I am divorcing. I'm divorcing those teams. I also have lost a decent amount of money on the on the Ravens not covering. Um, you know, they end up being you know four and a half point favorite, five and a half point favorite. Last this week, they were a six and a half point favorite, and the Ravens are winning, but also losing games at the end. And um, the Ravens are very challenging. They are not able to close games, so I am staying away from Baltimore a decent amount as well. So speaking of that, one of the games I do want to talk about is Baltimore at Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is in a free fall. They're in a spiral. They look just so bad. Mike Evans is signing autographs of referees in the tunnel. Tom Brady's just like completely evaporating into an old man right before our eyes. Yet though Baltimore has been all over the place, the uh, Ravens come in as a one and a half point favorites on the road. I'm staying away from it, but... The over-under, I do kind of like because both these defenses have somehow regressed, particularly Baltimore. 45-and-a-half the total. I don't know. I think it's all predicated on how many points you think the Bucks are going to score if they're going to get there. I think it's a hard stay away on both lines. I love the over-under. I would love to hammer it both ways, but it's so hard to tell because on Thursday night, it's either going to be 14-10 to 10 or teams just aren't prepared, and it's going to be literally like 38-28. to 28. And... I kind of like the over/under. If you had a good feeling on it, I personally don't. Um, if I, if you had to, you know, force my hand, I'm taking the Ravens at one and a half all day, and I'd probably take the under. Um, I'd buy it up to, you know, 49 and sneak an under in there. I, I think that that game kind of ends 24-20, um, which would still get you the under on that on that standard line as is. All football all the time. Nuanas now ESPN Radio. Nuanas times two. Brooks Nuanas joining us. Recording this on a Tuesday, playing it for you on a Thursday. What else do you like this weekend? What what other games or totals or, or things like that stand out? Here's your home dogs, by the way. Tampa Bay is a one-and-a-half-point dog at home against the the uh, Ravens on Thursday Night Football. Detroit, a three-and-a-half-point dog with Miami coming to town. The Saints, two-and-a-half-point dogs with Vegas coming to town. Oh, man, the lack of respect. The Jets... Surprisingly, two and a half point favorite or two and a half point dogs, excuse me, at home against the Patriots and uh, the Texans, a two and a half point dog with the Titans coming to town. And then you got the uh, the last game of the afternoon, San Francisco at L.A., the Rams, two and a half point dogs at home. So this week, I, you know, I like to guess these lines. I, I do that and really try to get a gauge on where how much I, I know about the game. Um, oftentimes I'm a little low because I have a hard time ever guessing in double digits. You know, like to me, the, the, the bills should be a touchdown favorite against the Packers, but they're 11 and a half point favorites. So I like to guess them though. And the one that stood out the most to me was I guessed that the jets would be two and a half point favorites at home and they're two and a half point dogs. That's a four point difference in kind of how I perceive that game. Um, so I like the jets in that position. I'd probably buy it up a point, um, you know, get that field goal to cover, 
they're going to be missing Corey Davis. Brees Hall is out. I think that's what's moving the line, the star rookie running back. Uh, but I still like what the Jets have been able to do. So I do like the Jets at two and a half. So Coulter, here's another thing I like to do every week is I have these three categories, and I'll only talk about the first one, which is the teams that are hot. Philadelphia, Buffalo, and Kansas City are my hot teams in the Tier 1. And Tier 2 hot teams are Seattle Seahawks, New York Jets, New York Giants. Those teams are all rolling. Um, You know, Seattle's played really well. The Jets look awesome, and the Giants do as well. So the fact that the Giants are playing at Seattle, two teams I kind of consider hot. Um, I don't consider them in the top echelon because then I have categories that say good, okay, the middle of the road, bad, and cold. Hot teams can also be good teams. Cold teams can also be bad teams, vice versa. Um, But the middling teams are kind of where I'm staying away from, which in my list I have uh, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Arizona, Vegas, New Orleans, Washington, Cleveland, L.A. Rams and Chicago Bears are all teams that are in the middle of the road that I'm kind of staying away from. A lot of those teams play each other this week. Another game that I actually like is Washington on the road at Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Sam Ellinger is going to get his first NFL career start against a guy in Taylor Heineke for the Washington Commanders who's won a lot of football games in the NFL and actually has a decent command of the offense. They've got a good running game going. Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson both platooning a decent running game. you got scary Terry McLaurin on the outside. Um, you know, Logan Thomas at tight end. I think that the Redskins, um, Chase uh, Young is expected back at some point on defense. I think the Redskins have a, an okay squad. You know, they're going to finish last in that division because of the surge of, of you know, Philly and Dallas and, and the Giants. But I actually think it's a decent spot because right now Indianapolis is, has some turmoil going on. Frank Wright's clearly playing for his job. I mean, Matt Ryan gets hurt, and they're like, we're going to sit Matt Ryan down for the year. It's like, wow, you maybe just, you know, maybe a week or two, see how it goes. Sam Ellinger's going to get 10 starts in the NFL. Like, wow. Uh, I don't know how I like that. So Washington's uh, looking good there and given two and a half. And then I also think that the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, they've just absolutely dominated the Rams. I think it's eight straight wins. And they're two and a half point favorites in, in L.A., which is right now between the Chargers and the Rams is kind of classically the 50-50 home field. Both of those teams are such an international flair in that city, second largest city in America. They're getting so many away fans to come to both L.A.'s teams. So I think that San Francisco will travel well. Obviously, same state. They're going to get a bunch of 50-50 fans. It's not a huge home field advantage. Um, and I kind of like where the Niners are at. They're beat up. I think I read that they had 14 starters out between offense and defense, which is an issue. But the Rams have been one of the, the worst, most pedestrian offenses in the NFL in, in several years. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. The eye test, Coulter, it is brutal. They are they're terrible. They're terrible. I don't know if they can score more than 20 points. And that's an offensive explosion. I mean, they're not playing well. Niners with Christian McCaffrey and some re- renewed energy with Brian I- uh, Brandon Ayuk and, and Debo Samuel. I mean, I think that's just a much better team. Yeah, the Niners are one of the ones I've had a hard time maybe not getting divorced from as well. I love the Niners just on a fan level. If you listen to the show, you know Nuana's now. It could be just uh, renamed Tales of an Offensive Lineman or something because I love offensive line play. I love smash-mouth football. I love creativity in the run game and getting guys out on the edge and giving them the lane, letting them cut back, all that stuff. San Francisco does it better than anybody. But they've largely been disappointing as well, and they got their just butts whipped last week by the Chiefs. That said, though, the Kyle Kyle Shanahan uh, owning Sean McVay is 100% real. That's a real narrative, and it's been going on for a really long time. 
We're going to talk about the primetime games here in just a minute. Uh, the Thursday night game, like we mentioned, Baltimore at Tampa Bay, I'd stay away from it. I'm not, I'm not in at all uh, on that one. Uh, if I like to do in the mornings, I usually like to do some money line parlays and then see where I'm at and then roll that over into the afternoon. So if I was to make a money line parlay for the morning games, I'd pick three straight up winners I'd, and I'd pick three uh, straight up home winners. I'd pick the Dallas Cowboys at home against the Chicago Bears. I'd pick the New York Jets at home against the New England Patriots. And I'd pick the Minnesota Vikings at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Put those three together. Uh, I don't know what kind of odds you'd get on there. I don't have the betting machine right in front of me, but uh, I think that'd be a nice little three-part parlay uh, in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I don't know, man. San Francisco's an, an interesting one. I might dabble in that one. The rest of them, I think I'm staying away as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I really think that in the afternoon, I think Tennessee at Houston, I mean, I think Tennessee's rolling. If Ryan Tannehill does not play with an ankle injury and it's rookie Malik Willis at quarterback, I would probably stay away from that. Um, but if Tannehill goes, I mean, I think Tennessee is just, they just bludgeon people. Even when they're down on talent, man, like it, there is no team that is a reflection of their head coach as much in the entire league than Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. If if they want to give it to you, they're going to. And in a divisional game like that, I mean, Houston's struggled, even though they've been competitive. Um, the over-under on Tennessee-Houston is 40-and-a-half. So you could buy that all the way down to, I mean, 35. I, I I could see that going over. Davis Mills can produce points. Damian Pierce is a revelation at running back for the Houston Texans. With Brees Hall going out, I think is likely the front-runner for rookie, offensive rookie of the year in the NFL. Um, he's got juice. If you haven't watched Damian Pierce, if you're not dialed into the fantasy communities, um, check him out, man. He is he is a go-getter. He is a, a dude. Um, so I kind of like the over in that game and probably stay away from the line. I really cult there. And weeks like this when there's these two teams are so hot, I know that you're not going to get great odds depending on how you buy down the points or if you're looking at money lines. But, I mean, the Eagles – playing at home against the Steelers and the Bills at home against the Packers on Sunday night. Like, I see the, the, the Eagles and the Bills rolling. However you want to put those two together, whether it's by five points or four points, whatever you can kind of buy it down to, or you just want to roll with the money lines, I think you're going to get your money back in a little bit a little bit on top. All football, all the time, presented by Sportsbet Montana. My money line parlay, by the way, Vikings home money line, Cowboys home money line, and New York Jets home money line, they'd be plus 259. So for those that are just getting started out, that's like you're going to get paid two and a half times what your bet. So if you bet 100 bucks, you'd make about 350 You know, you'd, you'd profit 250 on top of your $100 initial investment. So that'd be interesting. Uh, okay, last thing here, Brooks is presented by Sportsbet Montana, by the way. Get the Sportsbet Montana app uh, in your life. Last thing on uh, these games, uh, the Bills at home, Packers 11.5. Is that number too big, or is the pa- are the Packers struggling enough for that? And then also Monday Night Football, uh, the Browns, a uh, home dog against the Bengals. Bengals looked good this last week. Browns have not looked good, but the Browns are the Browns are way better at home, and the Browns are really good at running the ball in these primetime games. I've seen the Browns on primetime twice, and I've left thinking, man, the Browns are good. And they those are the only games they've won, though, but they were at home when they can run the rock. So uh, is the number too big on Sunday Night Football with the Packers being 11.5-point dogs? And also, uh, where are we at with Cleveland being a home dog on Monday Night Football? I think that number is a little high, man. I Like I say, I always get nervous um, anytime that there's a double-digit favorite. I mean... It's hard to cover in the NFL, man. You can get you can get absolutely waxed and lose by three. 
Losing by a touchdown is, I mean, it's a lot, especially with the last drive you can put together. You might be down 14 points, put together a drive, and then go for two, and you're down six, you know, in a, in a game that you got crushed in. Um, so to, to games get away from teams every now and then, like it did with the Falcons against the Browns last week, and you end up losing 35-17, still, you know, not a terrible loss. But to project that that's kind of how the outcome is, I think it's probably a little high. And Cincinnati at Cleveland, man, that three and a half points is a beautiful line because you could buy that up to even five, to six. I mean, I like that line a lot as far as um, I'm probably taking Cleveland to cover there. I think it could be a little bit of a quote-unquote shootout, even though the Cleveland's going to run the ball so effectively. Joe Burrow is is playing at such a high level right now. But Cleveland, I think Cleveland's two and five right now. Or if they had a buy, they're two and four. I think as it stands, especially as a divisional game on a Monday night, I think I'd call that a must-win for Cleveland. Um, so I like Cleveland to cover in that game. Well, football all the time. You find it once a week here on Nuanas Now. Brooks Nuanas will join us throughout the rest of this year to give you all of the uh, analysis when it comes to betting. Go check out Sportsbet Montana, Sportsbet Montana Kiosk. Excuse me. Go to the Sportsbet Montana website. You can check out all the locations. Also, get the Sportsbet Montana app. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN app. Keep it right here. Back after this. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on ESPN Radio. I'm Coulter Nuanez, coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, uh, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and proud to say so. Want a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warren's Market? You're going to have to text me. I'm rolling solo right now. No 
producer. Uh, but we're getting all set up for tonight's Grizz hockey game. University of Mary uh, in town. So it should be a good one down there at the Glacier Ice Rink. And you can find all the action, as always, here on the uh, ESPN MT app as well as on 1029 uh, ESPN Radio. So text me 406-888-1029, as many texts as you can possibly get. you got a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warden's Market waiting for you down there uh, at Missoula's oldest grocery store. So uh, text us. Uh, tell me what your favorite kind of sandwich is at Warden's, maybe what kind of six-pack of beer you're going to get. Any and all uh, responses are We'll get you entered, and then uh, on the break, I will pick. So stay tuned for that. Really appreciate uh, Wardens for the continued support of us here uh, at Nuanas Now. The wide world of soccer is now into the postseason. The Big Sky Conference Tournament begins this weekend, and State Championship Saturday will play out uh, this weekend as well on the prep level. Our Andrew Houghton has an awesome podcast, Soccer in Snow and Smoke, that um, you can find on all your various podcast hosting platforms. And uh, please subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Covers soccer at all levels, high school, club, college. Talks international soccer quite a bit as well. So if you want to have some fun uh, listening about some soccer, you certainly can. We'll play excerpts of that podcast around here uh, as often as we can. It's part of our Footy 15. It's presented by Flanagan's Motors. Flanagan Motors has been locally owned and family operated for more than 50 years. They've also been staunch supporters of soccer around the Missoula community for more than five decades. On the eve of the Big Sky Conference Tournament, Andrew Houghton checked in with Chris Chitovitsky the head coach of the University of Montana women's soccer team. Soccer and Snow and Smoke rolling on. It's a busy time of year for Soccer and Snow and Smoke. We've got all kinds of things happening. Joining me to discuss one of those things, Chris Chitovitsky, the Montana Grizzlies soccer team. Chris, I wasn't sure we were still going to be talking about your season going on, but you guys yeah. did sneak into the conference tournament there with a couple of games over the weekend to finish up your conference schedule and just sneaking into the conference tournament. Let's just start there. The way you're feeling after sort of backing into the conference tournament that way. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to make the tournament, right? That's the only way to make the NCAA tournament. So a goal at the start of the year is always make it in there. I um, feel like we've done a good job in non-conference. In, in my mind, there's always three seasons. There's your non-conference season, there's your conference season, there's your postseason. And so pretty impressed with our non-conference. And then in conference play, it's just we, we've literally limped into the conference tournament we've done just barely enough to get in plus we got a favor on the final day to sneak in there um so are we pleased with how we got in there no but was it necessary to learn every single one of those lessons for the group yes it was and we had a pretty good long meeting about that yesterday uh between functional groups and then well obviously in there now so you got to fix it you got to move forward and everybody's at oh and oh and win and move on so we'll see how that goes Soccer to Snow and Smoke, the soccer podcast from ESPN Missoula, brought to you as always by Zootown Sports Cards, Blackfoot Communications, and Canby Tap House and Coffee. Shout out to all of our sponsors for helping me do this, uh, supporting this little project we've got going here. 
Chris, a, a little bit more about just the troubles that you guys went through and the, the yeah. reason that you guys were in that position last weekend. Yeah. You know, we knew that was the weekend that it was going to come down to for making it in the conference tournament. You guys go down on the road to Pocatello and beat Idaho State 2-1, to one, although uh, you had to sort of see that one out because they yeah. scored a late goal to bring it back to 2-1. to one. And then in the season finale against Weber, which we thought was going to be a win-and-you're-in kind of yeah. situation because they were the team battling with you for that last conference tournament spot. You lose 2 to nothing, but you, you get into the conference tournament anyway. What was it like going through it? You guys have not been in that position a lot. No, never. Needing to win on the final weekend. Yeah. Needing well, results on the final weekend to get yeah, in. Yeah, I would say 2018 was the last time we did it. Um, but 2018, we at least controlled it and won them both and comfortably made it in. This one was... Um, Obviously, knew it was going to be tough because we left Idaho State without Delaney Lou, who's got a she's ended up breaking her nose in the game. She's well defended against, I guess, if you want to double up on her and just continue hounding her the whole game. And so she ends up breaking her nose. So you lose your leading goal scorer, and then Allie Larson had some personal stuff going on, had to go home. So you've lost your best center back, you've lost your best center forward. Um, Mackenzie Kilpatrick's out still right now with an injury, so don't have her playing. So it was a patchwork lineup. And to be honest, the game didn't start that bad. We just weren't executing the things we were supposed to in attack. We missed a good opportunity with Charlie Boone. They catch us on one. Um, I thought the second half started well. We actually played well. We put a lot of pressure on them and made it just a massive mistake in the back between Cam and Char, which led to their second goal, and then that's the end of it. But by then, we were already pretty well aware of what was going on in the other game and what needed to happen. The big piece for the team was nobody on the team was. And so the game ends and the whole team thinks the season's done. So you get that feeling of pain of knowing that these two people are never playing another game of soccer again because they're seniors and their season's done here. And we were celebrating, jumping up and down, screaming, we've knocked them out, they're out, they're out. But, hey, we're, we're still alive. And, again, like I said, had a good meeting about that. Got to reboot a couple things and just get better and get healthy at the end of the day. Whether Delaney's back, I don't know. But Larson's back, Z's back. And we got more experience. Yeah, how do you go into a game like that missing so many starters? And you've had to deal with it a little bit this year. I know Ali yeah. Henriksen still hasn't been that back. She got hurt early in the season. Um, but those are two big pieces, right? Yeah. And and it's something that came on you pretty quick. Yes. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Um, fully understand we'd be losing Larson. I knew that was going to happen. But without Kilpatrick, without Delaney Lou, um, it just made it more difficult for us. Um yeah, I don't know. It was, it was just a tough pill to swallow. And how, how do you fix it? You put other people on in key positions. And as much as somebody might do well in practice, it's different. The, the way I always evaluate players is, how do you do in practice? Oh, you did a really good job. Okay, I'll put you in any game. Can you do it in a game? Okay, you can do it in a game. Then can you do it in a high-stakes game that means everything? We must win today, so you have to perform today. And those are the levels that people grow through. And so the people we put in who have done well in practice and done well in a game did not do well in a high-stakes game that meant everything. And so that's what kind of all of a sudden lost even more depth because they just weren't ready to compete at that level yet in that kind of a moment. And that comes over time because I can flash back to 2019 and tell you that Ali Larson had multiple games where she didn't play well towards the end of the season where everything mattered. But now, of course, she's going to crush it because she's a senior. So over time, we'll be better. We just didn't have the personnel necessary to get that job done on Sunday. Go check out the Soccer in Snow and Smoke podcast, curated, produced by Andrew Houghton, presented by Canby Taphouse, Blackfoot Communications, and Zootown Sports Cards. You'll find excerpts of Soccer in Snow and Smoke 
here on Nuanas Now, including this one with Missoula Sentinel girls soccer coach Dan Longin. Joining us now, and happy to have him on, Sentinel girls head soccer coach Dan Lockridge. Dan, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Dan and the Spartans heading to the Class AA state title game after a thrilling semifinal win over defending state champion Billings West on Tuesday afternoon. Dan, just walk me through that game first of all, scoreless going into uh, extra time and then into penalties. Yeah, it was crazy. Billings West was outstanding defensively. We couldn't get much in behind them, and when we did, they were there to stifle it out. And They had really good goalkeeper. Their midfield was really strong. We just felt... Um, a lot of pressure in that game compared to Skyview, who I know is the higher seed, but it felt like West was a much better team in terms of the way they played. They moved as a team. They were really well organized. And um, it was just, it was a different kind of game compared to the quarterfinal, which was, you know, technically Skyview was the higher seed. But West was out, outstanding and um, it was a really physical game. And both teams came out ready to play. And, you know, we've got Cassidy Kurgan back in net, and she came up big on at least two or three situations where she had to make some huge saves and held it together for us. Um, and, yeah, went to overtime. And then PK shootouts, they're always crazy. Um, both shooters missed their first for each team. And then um, we made our next three Actually, we made our next four, and uh, Cassidy Kurgan took the fifth PK after um, having just conceded to their keeper, who took the PK before, and um, and then she had to step in net immediately after making her PK, and she came up big and made that final save on the last PK, and we ended up winning 4-3. It was huge. It was so fun. Yeah, that's outstanding. Dan Lockridge over at the Sentinel Girls Soccer Program. He's a guy who's joined myself, Andrew Houghton, on the Soccer and Snow and Smoke podcast before, a guy who I enjoy talking soccer with, so it's awesome to see Dan and the Spartans now heading to the Class AA State Championship game. And, Dan, I mean, when you're going into penalty kicks, it's not a situation that you face a lot. Did you say anything to the girls, or what was it like going into that situation? You know, we've talked about it throughout the week, and I didn't honestly say too much. Um, I get kind of choked up a lot of times in those situations. So um, I just kind of told them, hey, you're one, you're two, you're three, you're four, you're five. If we go to six, seven, eight, here they are. If we go to nine and ten, this is who you are. Get your mindset. And then my assistant coaches are outstanding at preparing them. Um, You know, our goalkeeper coach, Maddie Vincent, she does a great job at getting cast ready for those situations. And Peyton Agnew um, just focused on a lot of the mental side of things. Start focusing on your breathing and doing all that sort of thing. And they did it, and they all stepped up and executed really well. What a thrill. What a fun way to do it. You can think whatever you want about soccer. I know soccer's gaining a ton of popularity and sort of the thought that soccer's this, this low-scoring, antiquated, boring game. I guess not not antiquated, just slow scoring and slow and boring. All those are becoming antiquated thoughts. But uh, no matter who you are, who doesn't want to watch a shootout? Pretty good. Pretty darn fun. So here's what we got now. 
Oh, by the way, update. Uh, that interview was recorded on Wednesday. And uh, last night, Bozeman Gallatin in girls soccer posted a 4-2 to win over Helena High. So, Missoula Sentinel and Bozeman Gallatin will play for the Class AA Girls State Soccer Championship at 2 p.m. on Saturday. That's uh, Gallatin's second straight trip at, to the AA Championship match. And uh, the first AA Championship match appearance for Sentinel since 2015, only the second in their history. 2015, excerpts from Soccer in Snow and Smoke, a podcast, courtesy of ESPN Missoula, as well as um, Missoula Broadcasting, hosted by Andrew Houghton. You can find it on all your various podcast hosting platforms. 2015 is presented by Flanagan Motors. On the boys' side, Missoula Hellgate into the state championship match for the um, ninth year in a row. How about that? Nine seasons in a row for Missoula Hellgate into the championship match. And they'll play Billings Seniors. Usually, it's Hellgate Bozeman. Year in, year out. It's seriously been Hellgate Bozeman since I left newspapers, which is crazy. I have worked in newspapers for 10 years now. And 10 years worth, it's been Hellgate Bozeman. Crazy. But great win by Billings Senior, 2 nothing over Bozeman yesterday. So then that means... There'll be a Missoula Hellgate Billings Senior State Championship match also at 2 p.m. on Saturday. So both double-A matches coming down at 2. In girls' A soccer, we'll have a new champion uh, because Laurel lost to Whitefish in the uh, first round. Whitefish then beat Hamilton to advance to the state championship match. 5-3, Whitefish beats uh, the Bronx. And Billings Central defeats Columbia Falls 4-3. to So Whitefish-Columbia Falls will take place at 11 a.m. on Saturday for the Class A Girls Championship. And then in Class A Boys Soccer, we'll also have a new state champion. Whitefish, the four-time defending state champs, knocked off yesterday by Park High. That's Livingston, for those keeping track at home. And uh, the Rangers will take on Columbia Falls. Columbia Falls a 2-0 victor over Missoula Loyola. So there you go. Your state championship matches. Double A, Gallatin versus Sentinel on the girls' side. Senior versus Hellgate on the boys' side. And then in Class A, on the girls' side, you got Whitefish versus Building Central. And on the boys' side, you'll have a new state champion for the first time in a long time as Columbia Falls takes on Livingston. 2015 presented by Flanagan Motors. Flanagan Motors, locally owned and operated for more than 50 years. Proud supporters of soccer for the duration of that time. Thanks to Flanagan Motors for presenting this week's 2015. Go subscribe to Soccer in Snow and Smoke. What's going down tomorrow? We'll get you all set up. Keep it right here. No one is now ESPN Radio.
For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Hello, how are you? Riding solo the second hour here. It's exhilarating. It's like uh, when you like steal the extra soda when you're a kid. You're down in the basement. Your parents don't know. Get the extra candy bar. I don't know. Maybe it's like stealing beer when you're in high school. Nobody ever do that, though. Nobody's, nobody does that. Good kids all the way around. Always have been. <laughs> Our producers, uh, one, Andrew's out of town. He's uh, got to go pay homage to his grandfather who passed away 100 years old. Very cool. A, uh, a mathematics professor at Notre Dame. Quite a career. And Jeff, uh, he's down on his way uh, down right now getting set up for all Grizz Hockey. We'll have Grizz Hockey on the radio dial shortly. And uh, Tommy's down there getting the ESPN broadcast on the ESPN MT app all set up as well. So um, tomorrow... Taking the show on the road, sort of, but you don't have to worry about the logistics. We'll just be live here with Weber State quarterback Bronson Barron, Missoula Loyola head football coach Todd Hughes, Missoula Sentinel head football coach Dane Oliver, Missoula Big Sky head coach Matt Johnson. Lots of playoff action for the Missoula schools. We'll also talk all the way around the wide world of high school and college football tomorrow on Nuanas Now. Missed anything in today's show? You can always find it on the podcast presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. We will be back at it at 4 p.m. tomorrow. Ton of high school football action for you. We'll see you then. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Soccer and Stone Smoke rolling on. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear or shop online at MontanaMStore.com.
I am here with Catherine Delands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, it's all we practice. Uh, you're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in M- Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 Advocates. Dot com. 